It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Four. That's how you say it when you don't really care about who it's going towards. Four. <laughs> time for the top four at four. Four biggest stories in the world of sports. It is brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Gaz, what you got for number four? I am so startled. Ooh. Usually I like do my laugh at how loud the four can get. <laughs> the fact you just did one small thing four. and threw me off. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it when it's like, yeah. I did the bare minimum. You get hit, you get hit. I don't really worry about it. Let's combine two stories here. One local right. and one that's going to involve this station in about an hour or so. First, the UAlbany men's Great Dane basketball team tipped off their season last night. Uh, they got pounded. Mm. 92-71 the final against UMass. If you're a Great Dane fan, let's just quickly check out what's coming up this month. Road game Columbia. Road game Seton Hall. Road game Quinnipiac. Neutral floor sort of. If you call the Coolin Sharing Arena against Army and Neutral Floor, then you've got the Albany Cup. And finally, the wait is over. The Broadview Center, the home for the Great Dames, has been Ooh. renovated. So November 29th is when you can mark that on your calendar. The all-new home arena for the Great Dames could play a factor. Also coming up tonight, right here on WOFX, it's a Syracuse basketball game. Following LeVac and I, we're going to have the debut of the Adrian Autry Coaches Show. So immediately following this show, the Coaches Show, the pregame, and the tip-off against Canisius. We can talk a little Syracuse Orange, but first let's talk about the Great Danes. LeVac, big blowout loss in game one. I think it kind of sets you up. Does it matter about just getting back to have an arena? Because it feels like the Great Danes might struggle, at least from last night's performance, until they actually say, this is our home, this is where we play, this is where we have success. Well, UMass, UMass is, is better. You know what I mean? I think they were a 10, 11-point favorite last night. Not that it matters. You can't wager. But just to kind of get a measuring stick of what the Great Danes were up against. They were expected to lose by about 11. So they end up losing by 21. That's worse. Um, I, I do I do feel like you have to give teams at this level time to round out. Like, And the reason I feel that way is across the street in Siena. You know, Coach Carm has done this. He's started seasons where you're like, wow, this I just don't this team doesn't look right. And then progressively you watch them part, pick it all up, start working together. Like these one bid teams, there's two ways you can show success. You can you can dominate all the way through, which is amazing, let's go. Or you can win your tournament and get a bid. And if it if you win your tournament and get a bid, no matter how bad you were during the regular season, no one's gonna care. So does it hurt to not be able to play at home for a while? Yeah, that's not great. Does it? Is there a chance it'll take this team a little time to gel and get together with how weird everything's been in the in the in the local sports world? Possibly, yeah. Um, will we forget all of that if they win <laughs> the tournament and end up going to the dance? Yeah, we'll forget all of that. I'll also add a third one, or they stink, and and then and then you remember everything. Yeah, and then all the blemishes have spotlights right on them. I, I don't want the third one to be. There's ways to go for the Great Danes. Ways to go right now. And that Albany Cup, I don't want it to be a blowout. I yeah. would like to be competitive and have the great story because it was gone for a while, then it came back. And I still want that to be. To have both programs playing well and the Cup is what everybody wants. Whether you're a Siena fan or you Albany fan, I just want to be heading towards that direction, which right now needs to get back on the track here a little bit. Just We got derailed. Let's get back over here. So we're going to have something fun for the fans and the 518 Capital Region Sports fans and more coming up later this month. That was also my way of saying I have no idea what to expect from them. So I'm just going to go with uh, while we while we figure it out, 
it could be okay, even if it's not great in the beginning. As for Syracuse basketball that you're going to hear tonight, Benny Williams is out for a third consecutive game in the Central New York area. People are putting up the, hmm, with the finger on the, the mouth emoji of what is going on. Things make you go, hmm. No one knows exactly what the team rules were that he violated. I'm not sure if we're going to get more information in the coaches' show. I hope we do. Uh, things to note from the first Syracuse win over New Hampshire. One, Syracuse played man-to-man. Uh, yeah, three things. Man-to-man defense. Mm-hmm. They got the tallest player in the history of Syracuse basketball, a guy who's seven foot four. And Eric Diefendorf swore during the broadcast. Yes! I'm pretty sure he did. Let's go. Uh, Are we s- sure? Uh-huh. I've seen a lot of people get blamed for swearing lately and didn't swear. Yeah, there's been like a few instances of that now. I didn't see it blow up on Twitter, but the context of how the conversation was going, it's something along the lines of, this is the blank they need to clean up that's hurting them in the game, <laughs> and it's not stuff. And they did it during a win. Yeah. Like, that's that's my favorite part. Like, I, if you didn't see the game, if you didn't see the box score, if you didn't see the final score, and you talked to a Syracuse fan, you would think they lost. I, I, all night, I talked to guys all day. I thought, I thought I would have thought they were one zero and one, not one and zero, and they won. And you guys are are melting down. You know what happened? Syracuse fans started diving into the analytics world. They looked at Ken Palm ratings and CBI projections. And <laughs> if you care about those numbers, they're projecting Syracuse to win just ten games this year. Ten and twenty one are what some project, and people are losing their minds. I'm like, no, 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 they won. What do you right. mean? And then also they get up by like six. You're like, oh my god, are these nerds right? What happened to those projections? So we'll see how the Orange uh, perform and hear that broadcast better, right here today. You better enjoy the other nine. They should be Canisius, though. They yes. should. They should. I hope. They should. Uh, story number three, we can dive a little deeper into this later in the hour, but the New York Giants have officially announced that quarterback Tommy DeVito will start against the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming mm. weekend. Matt Barkley is on the roster. We have some other quarterbacks <laughs> that are making moves. Is that, is that the right way to present that? No. <laughs> This guy's here. I don't know what he does. He could be good. Probably not. But there you go. We are pacing for this game to be the largest spread of the season. I've seen 17. Let's I don't know if go. you've seen that. I believe that's the largest spread of the season so far. Um, I Yeah, I, let me let me look up on some of the... I've got some, some sites that kind of pull them all together and aggregate them for us so we can see uh, how it's going to look. Um, we can yeah. talk, while you're I, looking for that... You- open is 10 point favorites the cowboys it's 16 and a half right now okay we'll dive deeper in the it's quarter. gonna go bigger <laughs> you beat me to my question by the time we talk on friday do you see that number even on sunday if that line's gonna get even bigger if, and you answered it you said yes if you want to bet the cowboys in this game do it now there's no because barring eli manning showing up and playing there's nothing there's no news the giants are gonna be able to drop that's gonna make you go Oh, you know what? I think the Giants are a good play here. So if you want the if you want the Giants, wait, because that's something tells me that people are going to keep betting the Cowboys. If you want the Cowboys, you might as well go ahead and get on your apps or go down to Rivers and do it right now. This stat may have changed now in the 2023 season. I remember this stat when the Dolphins and Panthers played that if a team is a two-touchdown favorite, it was 60% of times the under hit. And it makes sense out loud because if it's a blowout game, they run the clock out. The other team's not very good. It can't score anyways. So the under it hit 60% of the times. Of course, it missed it in one of our famous bets this season, the Panthers and the Dolphins. Is there any chance you have an over and under right in front of you? Because I want to guess what that number would for, be. For that, for this game? Yeah, yeah, I have it. I would guess 35. It opened at 40 and a half. 
It is down to 38.5. I like that number. Okay. You like it for an under or you like it for an over? 38? Yeah. I guess 35? Yeah, I would take the under. I would take the yeah. under. The Giants can score two touchdowns? Question is, turnovers and everything else, can the Giants stop the Cowboys from scoring five touchdowns? I could realistically see the Cowboys win that game 28-7. Yeah, I could also see 55-3. Yeah, I could too, actually. Uh, story number two here. We're going to break this one up here. We're going to talk national, a little national NBA news. Some games of note tonight. The Clippers tanking on the Nets. The Bulls and the Suns, the Lakers and the Rockets, the Grizzlies and the Heat, Bucks and Pistons, uh, Nuggets and Warriors, Kings and Trailblazers. You can't see this right now, but Levac's right hand is in the air waiting to be called upon. Uh, yes, you. You in the back, sir. Are these tournament games or regular season games? I believe they're regular games. They are. Okay. They are. Now you're trying to confuse me. Because I, well, I am. <laughs> I was. But it's, but yeah, because I, I believe tournament games are only. Do you know that players don't know? They were interviewing a bunch of different players about it, and they're all sitting there going, "I just look at the schedule. If it's got a little cup next to it, I know it's one of the tournament games. If it doesn't, it doesn't." And then other players are like, "What? What tournament?" Because they don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Stupid. Sorry. Go ahead though. I, I, I apologize. The best way to confuse somebody is just never tell them what's going on, right? Or just really <laughs> accept that as their normal. I don't know. It? And it's like all the rules they put out in the beginning of the year, I don't feel like they ever mentioned that these were going to run concurrently with the regular season. Like, I thought they said these games would count towards the regular season. I never thought they would say they weren't all part of the tournament. Some were just regular season. Like, I, maybe I misunderstood. It's possible. I mean, it is possible because I just didn't care for the second they talked about it. Golden State versus Denver and Boston versus Philly. That could be potentially an Eastern Conference Finals and a Western Conference Finals. And don't forget on the Clippers, who the Knicks played earlier this month, the Clippers now on the same roster have James Harden and Russell Westbrook. That's a thing. <laughs> they decided that was going to be a good idea, huh? Okay. <laughs> Paul George is just looking around going, man, I never, I never should have went after my teammates' girlfriends. I never should have done that in, in, with the Pacers. <laughs> Look at me now. Russell Westbrook <laughs> and James Olive Harden on the same team. I'm so excited about that. Uh, story number one, I said I broke that up because the New York Knicks get the number one spot tonight because the New York Knicks take on the San Antonio Spurs. Knicks and Spurs, the games in Madison Square Garden. Victor Webinyama makes his debut all seven foot. He was originally seven foot four. Okay. And now it's seven foot four. He was born five. seven foot four? God bless his mother. Is he still growing? Because now social media accounts are calling him seven foot six. How old is he? I believe he's still a teenager. I believe he's 19. I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible. I mean, he is 100% going to put on size. I don't think he's going to get it. I mean, how funny would that be if he, like, by the end of the year, he's, you know, seven, eight? It's like, wait, what the hell? Um, seven foot eight would be the tallest player in the history of the NBA, I believe. I think yeah. seven seven's like Manu Bull, George Mirasan. If I'm, if, if, if I remember anything from biology, it's highly, highly unlikely he would continue to grow in height, but it isn't impossible. Because once the growth plates break, you're done. Rank these things you marvel at with the big Frenchman. The fact that he's actually seven foot six, we'll just use that as one baseline. The fact that he just like walks around on planet Earth at seven foot six, I mean, that's number one. Okay. The fact that he's this skilled, number two. Or number three, that he can dribble a basketball between his legs. 
Because that's all the- I see is him doing C. And it is pretty cool to see a seven foot six guy dribble a basketball between his legs. I mean, at that height, you should be able to park a truck in there. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, you can handle the ball, though. Like, just, B's the answer. B's the answer. He has a uh, skill set at seven six. The answer is B. Just the overall height, though. Like, you, you, you know, you and I have been blessed to meet a lot of athletes. You meet a dude who's like six, seven, six, eight. You're like, holy crap. What's going on there? Now go a foot higher. That's very tall. Yeah. Very, very tall. Give me I'd a, be scared. Give me a stat line. Give me a stat line of what he can put up. For the big Frenchie? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 16 points, four rebounds, and one retreat. That's so brutal. It's not very nice. How about I'll, I'll give this one. 29 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. Do you know the Knicks are favorite tonight? I was going to say Knicks win. He plays. That's a pretty. That's a really good game. Did you hear the stat, by the way, about the Knicks? Did I give the stat? I don't know. About R.J. Barrett? Do you know this? Mm-mm. R.J. Barrett is the quickest New York Nick in history to 5,000 points. That's insane. It's incredible. He, he is playing really solid ball right now. Like, he's he's not. He's not. Top three of the draft, good, but he's consistently good right now. He's the best player on the team. He's the best player on the team so far this season. By average. Yeah. Because Randall put up a show the other night, and Brunson's been there one night. Like, yeah, every game, R.J. Barrett's been good. Speaking about that show Randall put on the other night, it, I think if you and I are talking about the same game, did you hear that on social media there was this wave that they wanted to do what Philly did? When a player was struggling, they just like rallied around the player and just nothing but encouragement and it worked. It feels like they tried doing the same thing with Julius Randle and it sort of worked, but the one in Philly is way different because that was like that was in the summer. This is like the fourth game into the season. You're trying to be like, Julius, we know you suck. We hang on, buddy. We got you. Like, we, yeah. I, I don't think it had the same effect. I think it was a nice he's, effort, but he's, he's not very good. Kind of, he, he comes off a little fragile. Yeah. I could see where it would where it would help him. Like I can definitely see where he would crumble if you if everyone told him he sucked all the time, especially the people like in his inner circle, that team. What? How does it suit you too as a player? Like as a teammate? Like you know, you and I are teammates. If I told you every day how bad you were, you wouldn't get any better. You know. I think that's true. That's why I tell you how good you are all the time. Yes. It may not be true, but it's there. I do it. I'm supporting. Thank you. Yeah, you, you know I you know I'm coming at you. You know what's going on. We just got confirmed that we're going to be doing that, that dang birthday game again. Oh, that's a fit. I don't look at my email that as often as I should have first. You said yes. Oh, that was for my personal email. I just I don't know too. if it's next week or the week after. I think it's next week. I can't believe they want us back this fast. I thought they would be like, you know what? We'll see those guys in 2024. Of course they want us back. We're amazing. By popular <laughs> demand, we will be back on 99.5 The River, battling again. A whole week this time, Levesque. It's not one day, yeah, though. Yeah, so the right way. So I'll go ahead and slap you around like I like like we're used to. <laughs> not that cheesy tournament BS that didn't work out for me, so I hate it. So you'll get, you'll get, you're going to get served, as the kids used to say. So we've got The River coming up. You're yeah. on picks tomorrow. Correct. We need some energy to get through that because that's some early mornings on the way. Ooh. Well, I just so happen to have a frozen bombsicle right here. Ooh, look at that. Zero sugar, explosive energy you can feel, endurance enhanced, C4 performance energy. This is a 
it says sports and fitness right on it. So I feel like this is the same as me going to the gym. I actually, uh, I get, I'm going to get my routine going again, and I'm going to have the drawer, the bottom drawer of the fridge, not the vegetable one. I'm going to make sure there's vegetables there. I'm going to fill it with these, grab one on my way to the gym, roar, hulk out of the gym, get, get my swole on. I will admit, you've heard all summer long in this fall how much I love C4. For whatever reason, I haven't stopped over. I got to get a refill. I got to get more C4. But I'm like, you know what? I'll just use this to replace my C4. Nope. No. Oh, no, no, I got this today. This will be just as good as C4. It's not. And I'm telling you, this is how good C4 has been for me this summer and this fall. Trying to find replacements, trying to find a new way to get that energy. It's not the same for me. C4 gives me that boost that I need, whether it's just getting through the day-to-day stuff with two toddlers, whether through work or just having that energy to continue to fight through the day. And it tastes great. Every single flavor. We were texting our guy, Spence. Shout out to him. Yeah. Hopefully he's feeling better. I know that knee's all banged up right now. But we told him, these are the flavors we want. And he's like, okay, okay. And then it's continuing like, hey, they like all this stuff. And I yeah. know people are going to feel the same way. If you haven't tried C4, get it today because your life is going to feel a lot different from C4 in your system. I want to thank uh, Lisa. She's a big Firebirds fan. Yeah. Her and her daughter were at the Halloween thing that we are doing with the Firebirds. She saw me slacking a little bit, starting to get tired, handing out the candy. She rolls over, hands me a C4. She goes, this is my new favorite. Hands me the Starburst. I'm like, good call. Glug, 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 glug. Had the energy, so I'm a, I'm using C4 as my as my new motivator to get get back moving. You know, yeah, it's that's what it is. Like, listen, like you said, coffee's nice. It's a different thing. It doesn't have the same. Coffee's relaxing to me, believe it or not. C4, Roar! That's just pure energy right there. Gonna get swell. Uh, coming up, I, I I'm gonna have a little. Would you rather for you guys? Would you, Would you rather have a guy who has tons of potential, but it's a little bit down at the moment? Or a guy who is, let's say, already a Hall of Famer, but a little bit down at the moment. That'll be the choice you get to make. Coming up next, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Fear not, loyal Giants fans. Sure, Daniel Jones' ACL is torn up like any ticket you've bought for a future Super Bowl win of your team. Sure, Tyrod Taylor is on the IR for at least three more weeks. Sure, Matt Barkley was found on the scrap heap and is currently on your practice squad. Possibly could help out. Oh, yeah, sure, Danny slash Tommy DeVito looked like doo-doo warmed over in a microwave. (laughs) But don't worry. The Giants have signed Jacob Eason. Pride of University of Washington. At least one year of decent football there. The man who has been on, I think, three, maybe four NFL rosters in one way, shape, or form. And then was completely available to be signed to come to your team. Everything's better now. Everything's okay. Jacob Eason saves the day. For those who don't know Jacob Eason, I know that name because he's had a very interesting career. Maybe even an interesting life. He's not related to the Patriots, Tony Eason. No. But his father is also named Tony Eason. He played for Notre Dame. Whoa. Do we know when? Is that a former Derek Brown teammate potentially? Before Jacob was at Washington. It was before that. Oh, okay. Uh, If my Jacob Eason off the top of my head stats are correct here. At one point in his life, Jacob Eason was the number one quarterback prospect in high school. He was the five-star blue chip can't miss prospect. He committed to Georgia. 
And when he got there, it's like, oh, Eason's the future. Eason's the guy. And Fromm never gave up his spot. If I, if I remember correctly, I believe Eason got hurt. And they never wanted to make the move back to Eason. And Eason's like, hey, I'm better than him. Hey, five-star over here. Like, I just got hurt. And the coaches were like, well, you know, like, Fromm's playing pretty good. Can't really get off the field. Like, no, no, no. You got, like, one of the greatest defenses ever. It's the defense. No. It's not. And Eason's like, okay, that's fine, I guess. And then remember, Justin Fields is involved in that whole story, too, because Fields was the number one. Him and Lawrence were the number one high school prospects mm. in the country. And Fromm stayed, and Fields transferred. He went to Ohio State. Easton went to Washington, and that's where the life ends. So I bring it's all that all up. true, by the way. I'm looking at it right now. Look at that off the top of the head, too. Yeah. Uh, the reason I bring that up, Giant fan, is because if you don't know a lot about Jacob Eason, there is the reason as to why they signed him. Whatever that skill set he had when he was 16 or 17 years old, this is when we talk about evaluating football players. If you can still throw the ball really well, be super accurate in the pocket, have pocket awareness. He had that when he was a teenager. Had it in college, just didn't have the opportunity maybe to be the top well, first-round pick, and he still got something that has always stood out for now six, seven years. So 2016, when he gets to Georgia, he started 12 games. So he must have lost the job to From and then not got it back. Washington in 2019 threw for over 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, eight picks, had a, uh, a quarterback rating of 143.9. Here's what you want to see. He's a big 231-pound, 6-foot, six 6-inch six tall son of a gun. He's going to look real good under center. Beefy dude. <laughs> Grows his facial hair. He looks like Paxton Lynch a little bit. A little bit of a pirate to him. Um, he's not going to be a factor, right? So far, in twenty, so in 2020, he did not play for the Colts. In 2021... He was in, he made appearance in one game for the Colts, then was then ended up with Seattle. Twenty twenty two, he played in one game for the Panthers. His career stat line is uh, five completions on ten attempts for a grand total of eighty four yards and two interceptions. Okay, with all of those things being said about Eason, not the most impressive. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have been available right now if he was super impressive. No. But isn't that better than Tommy DeVito? Like, uh, not worse. It's not worse. The only difference is Tommy DeVito's been in your system, you know, and he can run. Easton's not a runner. He's a pocket guy, you know. So, depends what you want. You know what I mean? It really depends what you want. So, it adds to the room. You need a guy. You need a guy no matter what. And let's be let's be real. At this point, even though you're not eliminated. You're not going to the postseason. You run the table, you have a shot. Do you really want a guy like Easton catching fire right now, going out there and having a, a career year and forcing you to go back into next year with uh, him and whenever Jones comes back? Or would you rather have a guy like Easton go out there and share the hits with Barkley and with DeVito so that you know you have at least somebody out there taking snaps until you end up with a top three pick in, in the NFL draft? I didn't think about it like that, but that does make a lot of sense of what is the harm in having Easton on the team? If somebody else is taking blows and hits and you're looking towards the future anyways, you have a quarterback with a skill set that's always been there and it's been developed, and you think, okay, does he have to be the future of the franchise? No. Mm. Can he be better than the guy we have on our roster? That's the hope. Mm. Can we still stay competitive? That's Can also he survive a, hope. a season? 
Can he get me to the end of January? Can he do that? Awesome. Okay. Um, here's here's the here's the real question debate that I that I see out there right now. There's speculation that a future Hall of Fame NFL coach who has ties to the Giants organization may very well be available at the end of the season. Whoa. You and I have gone on record and said we think that Brian Dable should be given at least one more year, maybe more. Would you change your mind if Bill Belichick was available at the end of this season? If you're the Giants, do you let Belichick come home and get rid of Dable if he's available? No. No? I would say no. I think you're probably the only person in the world who says no to that. Because remember, okay, the, so we the teams that have been linked to Belichick so far are the Los Angeles Chargers and the Washington Commanders. Through trade or whatever, there's a chance those two those two teams are available to him. But it wouldn't wouldn't it kind of like if you're Johnson, don't you want him to come home? Don't you don't you don't you wish that he had never left as a defensive coordinator, just stepped in? I don't feel as strong about that in 2023 as maybe I would have felt about that in 2017 or 2018, when the Giants were struggling and they weren't where they were supposed to be, and Belichick was still rolling along with the Patriot dynasty. I'm sure some Giants fans, we know the two Super Bowl championships. We know how it all came together in the different storylines in those games. Tom Coughlin, who isn't in the Hall of Fame yet. Interesting to see where that ends up as his years progress. No, on the Belichick thing. Because Brian Dable's taking a lot of heat right now because the Giants aren't winning. And some, you and I, have called it fool's gold. But he still was a great coach last year. He was. Like the plays he was drawn up and how the Giants were winning Check me on this, too. I could have sworn he won Coach of the Year. Didn't he, he win did. Coach? There he we did. go. So, like, the Coach of the Year in the NFL in 2022 is going to get fired in 2023? So he forgot football. He got that bad that fast. Because if Belichick does come in and we play the scenario that he's the guy in 2024, so how long is he there? A year? Two years? Five years? I the, asked that question. People in the know have told me, <laughs> basically, he plans to die on the sideline. He'll coach until he's 500. If that's how old he is, that's when he'll do him. If he, if he passes away at 104, the day before he passes away will probably be a Giants game or, or Patriots or Commanders or whoever, and he'll be on the sideline. Okay, so we'll say a very long time. Yeah, you're, you're going to get him for a full contract if he signs. So Belichick's going to want his own roster, though. Yes. Like he's been given this power in the past, so Joe Shane would be out because Belichick would be the one making the moves. And that's where I pause the whole conversation right there, and that's the reason why. If someone told me for 2024 and beyond, you got to pick between Bill Belichick and Brian Dable as the head coach for the New York Giants, I would pick Brian Dable because Belichick redoing the whole thing isn't working. Like, Tom Brady worked, but we can get 10-plus years of examples of here's how Bill Belichick built a roster, and this is why it was bad. And if you don't believe me, look at what the Patriot roster is right now. This guy is not adapting to the 2023 way to draft and everything else, build a roster and have quarterbacks on the team. And it always has been hidden by, well, they're winning. The Patriots figured this out. It's the Patriot way. I know that's a little cliche for the Patriots, especially when guys get arrested a lot for the Patriots. The Patriot way. So, no, I think the roster building is what would frighten me if I was a Giant fan about the Belichick future, potentially. Caleb Williams, Penix, whoever pick pick the quarterback who's available when the Giants go. You you with Belichick, you're not you're still not enticed to have him have 
his his next chance at a at a Brady, but to do it in a top five pick. No. All right. I said I'm just putting out something I've heard. Something I've heard. There's some there's some interest in Giants land about the the return of Belichick, and I would I would tell you that I've seen Brian Dable make Josh Allen better. I've seen him make Daniel Jones better. I'd like to see what he could do with a Caleb Williams or a Michael Penix Jr. or you know whoever. There's there's what there's what five or six quarterbacks that are worth taking in this upcoming draft for sure. All potentially with first round talent and what they be able to do. Well, I mean, we, we've had, air quote, first-round talent that wasn't first-round talent before. But there's like five or six that, like, if whoever goes one, okay, let's say Williams goes one. All right. If he wasn't in the draft, Pennies would have went one. And if he wasn't in the draft, this one would have won. If he wasn't, this one would have won. Like, so there's, there's like a good five dudes that you should be able to build around and, and what, C.J. Stroud level. And- CJ Stroud level is pretty high. It's, it's, it's know, not it's bad. Great. It's not terrible. It's not. It's not a bad place to be. But I'm saying that doesn't change your mind. You don't want to see. You don't want to see Belichick rebuild the dynasty with a new quarterback. No. In 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 the red, white, and blue of the Giants. I would rather see Belichick be good for the Patriots post Brady. Like let's let him do that first. Well, I can't, we can't. We can't. We can't fix that. That's okay. that's done. That that ship is sailed. Because that's part of the reason that it was already out there, and then there's a camera fixed on. Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft's son, and whatever's happening, you can see what they're saying. Like, you can't hear them, but you can see when the younger Kraft looks up and goes, we're just not any good. We're not good enough. Gosh, what a weird, weird world to live in, where that's the Patriots saying those things out loud. For how long? An all-time great dynasty. In the history of professional sports. And the one thing I always want to remind people about this with the Patriot dynasty, and I know you've heard this before, but it is worth repeating when we talk about this. If whether it's the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, whether it's the Warriors in the NBA, the Yankees can fit in this too. There was a ton of money thrown around. And because of salary caps, more so the NBA than the Yankees, but Yankee fan, we talked about the Yankees earlier in the show. There's some maybe potential of got spoiled by how they did in the past. The difference for the Patriots is they didn't spend a ton of money. So it's not like, oh, my God, we gave Brady $300 million. We've never been able to recover. The Ravens remembered this from Flacco and other contracts that have been bad in sports history, and baseball teams have too. The Patriots never spent a ton of money. They just didn't. No. But so, like, the excuse of, oh, they have to rebuild because it's a Patriot dynasty. No. Like, they didn't have to blow out bad contracts or anything like that. So if I was a Giant fan... Uh, the quarterback position is going to be odd. This is Levac, like I told you in 2017. It's Geno Smith, Davis Webb, Eli Manning. Who else is out there? Throw him a jersey. <laughs> let him throw it around. Uncle Rico, get him out there. I just, I mean, I, I can't imagine. Older Giants fans have watched what's going on in New England. Very even older Jets fans, because remember that was that was part of the whole two Bills. That there's there's a part of watching that happen that's. It's bad for every NFL fan who's not a Patriots fan. You're just watching this this juggernaut that goes through and just does damage to everybody. And now, you know, the juggernaut slowed down. If he starts a second juggernaut in Washington, in L.A., not in New York, I don't know how people are going to take that. I mean, not that you have any choice. You know, it is what it is. You're going to take it because it's there. But, like, I think that you would – This there's a chance that, like – like Giants fan goes full revolt if if Dable falls on his face and Belichick launches 
God forbid the commanders into the into the next level of when when they were good back in the day when they were the R words. I want to go. I love that insult. I want to go back though to what you said about Belichick right there and talking about him coaching until basically they tell him, "Sir, you have to go to the hospital. There's not much time left." I'll go on out. Do you think that's the only thing that motivates him left? Because I've heard the reports and I've seen the stories that the reason he's still coaching is because of Don Shula. And he wants to pass Don Shula because Shula said something about the Jets and the Patriots when he was taking the job and that he was over. There is some <laughs> long grudge with Shula, and you got to really dive deep into that. I don't know how much truth there is to that, to be bluntly honest, about 35 years ago, if you're holding the grudge like that, to motivate the rest of your life. Okay, whatever motivates you. But I wonder if the Belichick-Brady stuff hasn't gone away yet. Of, hey, when this whole thing broke apart, it was who's going to stand on top? Who's going to have the better legacy? Me or Brady? Brady or me? Who is gonna? Who's good because of who? Brady went out and won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Patriots haven't been anywhere close. I think they're below 500 since Brady left. So I wonder if that's what's motivating Belichick. Of I know I wasn't good in Cleveland. I know I wasn't good pre-Brady, post-Brady, but I know I can be good. And whenever I get good one more time, that's the stamp of I'm the greatest who's ever done this. Because I don't know what else is motivating Bill Belichick at this point. I, I think it's, I you know, Probably all the things you said and none of the things you said. Like, it's it's one of those things. That dude does not work like the rest of us. Like, you know, this this is the guy who coined the phrase, we're on the Cincinnati. You know, the whether or not he knew about Spygate and Deflategate and this gate and that gate, you know, he he handled them very interestingly. I remember the Deflategate, he basically threw Brady under the bus. You know, he was just, I was, I was talking to the quarterback, stuff like that, like, He's a different dude. So motivation might just be existence. That might just be who he is. I have to keep, I'm a shark. If I stop swimming, swimming, I'll die. And it could be, you know what? I'll show you idiots. I made Brady. That's the reason he's still good. I made him. I put him in a position to win. And and I, I brought him along the right way. And I can do that with someone else. I just have to find the right someone else. Because let's be clear. Your favorite player, Mac Jones, the biggest, there's two major, major differences between him and Brady, especially when Brady started. Number one, he's not as good. (laughs) Number two, he likes himself way more than Brady ever did. So if you could get, imagine having a combination of a guy who can go out there, play the position exactly how you want it, and and you did bring him along slowly, you did it right, you ran the ball a lot, Yeah, you didn't ask him to make... You know, game-winning throws in the beginning. It was get me in field goal position. We'll figure the rest out, which which was great. He did that, and then and then he grew into the greatest passer. And then he and he also just doesn't seem to have an ego. <laughs> like I know he's got a little bit of one now, obviously, and he's entitled to it. Mac Jones walks around like he's God's gift, and he's not that good. So it's the, it's the complete opposite. So can he go get a guy who fits the role? The 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 the, the servant leader, the one who goes out there and does it for everyone else. We had so many Super Bowls in a row when we were at Media Row, formerly known as Radio Row, where the storyline of the Super Bowl. I'm always going to call it Radio Row, by the way. All right. Where the storyline was, will Belichick retire? Now, as we head towards 2024, what team could Belichick coach in the future? Listen, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that. I think you, you can back me up on this. I never, I've never looked for Belichick to retire because I just, he doesn't strike me as that dude. He's just, I just think he's, 
if he if he passed away tomorrow, there'd be pickup football games and wherever he ends up, up or down, and he's going to be coaching one of the teams. I always wanted Brady to be too old to play. I was when it was like my storyline was always: Is this the year he hits the hits the wall? Father Time is undefeated. Well, he went to a tie with Brady. At least maybe maybe didn't lose, but he went to a tie with Brady. But Belichick, I just I get the impression that the guy doesn't care about anything else. Everything else is secondary to coaching football. He he lives to tell everyone we're on to Cincinnati and be smarter than you. And I just wherever he goes, you're not. If you lose wherever he is, it's not going to be from a lack of effort. New England not being good is not because he's not doing his job. It's the the mix has never been right since they lost Brady. But you, I mean, you got a quarterback who's not taking max money. He's giving back to the team. And by the way, you didn't really spend that money. You've got a coaching staff that will not leave you. And if they do, they'll be back in a couple of years because they're not good without you. Man, that was a, it. Was an impressive thing. Free agents were coming in. You know. They get the guys like Randy Moss are getting paid by they're they're one of the few players getting paid they're getting paid um uh the court the corner uh, Revis he comes in you know Stephen Gilmore comes in like these guys keep coming to be there if he ends up in the right place with the right pieces that magic will reexist and he'll come after you again and if it's not New York it could be Washington. Speaking about magic existing, Mohawk Honda ah! is where the magic is in Glenville. Stop into Mohawk Honda. Get yourself a new ride. 2024s are there. I love Mohawk Honda. I love driving my pilot around the capital region. My ride, keeping my family safe, the best vehicle I've ever had in my life. That is a fact. I want you to have that bragging right. Talk about it all the time about Mohawk Honda giving you that ride because so many people, these two things happen. One, they get super nervous about going to the lot and working with people at car. Oh, no, someone's going to sell me a car. I don't want to get pressured. I need. I, I heard the terms called like a third base coach where they get nervous, where they bring somebody along because they've heard horror stories. Of that. Yeah. That's not how Mohawk Honda goes. The second one is I could never afford that vehicle. There's no way I can get in that. I have to settle for this. Work with the team at Mohawk Honda. Trust me, I didn't think I could afford a pilot. I worked with my guy, Cam McKenna. He showed me why it works into my budget and how it continue. It's to fit my lifestyle. Greg Johnson, Lindsey Harrington, the VIP man Morales, John Lucas, so many great people. John in service always help. My maintenance light is on. I just realized Again? that it's on. What'd you do? Uh, I think it's maybe just oil or something. I what? probably should hit the button. <laughs> what? That's, you can't just oil. Like Oil's the blood of the car. <laughs> I'll check that. I think it's oil. John, I will be texting you. Uh, thank when, you. Are, when are we back there? 28th of November. Yeah, let's get let's get that checked out before that. Before then? Yeah, let's do that. Is that what John would Especially say? Especially if you think it's oil. Do you know what happens if you run without oil? I, I don't run. <laughs> yeah, your car becomes a rock. <laughs> Mohawk Honda, where they truly always go out of their way to please you, even in situations like this. They keep gods on the road for Pete's sake. Imagine what they can do for you. Coming up next, it's the play of the day. Slovak Cos. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. USX Pest Control. Yeah! <laughs> Beat you to it. I wasn't, even, yeah. I wasn't even doing it that way for oh. a change, but no, but it, you know, it, I after I heard it back, you, you were you were uh you were right to do it. I was thinking about this at my um at my house last night. I'm playing with the puppy. So my daughter and her boyfriend now have a puppy. His name is Whiskey. And Whiskey has found food somewhere on the floor in the kitchen. Right, which is what that's a dog's responsibility. And I thought to myself, I went, the way my house is built, if it wasn't for USX pest control, that food would not be there. Something else would have eaten it. And then whiskey would be chasing that. So the fact that like it, it it's like 
and then there was a longer conversation of who dropped food on the floor and why was it so, you know, but that's a whole other thing for another time. And it literally was like, wow, the non-chemical exclusion package has shut my house down. They can't get in. And then to have Frank come out and keep things going the way they are, you know, this, this something that must, must've been spilled by someone, my daughter in the morning when she was making breakfast um, <laughs> and then not picked up until I got home after the show was still there. And, it was, it was cream cheese. Um, and whiskey was there to get it. USX Pest Control. This is the <laughs> stuff that impacts your life. LeVac just told that story. Now, maybe Think about how happy whiskey is that we have USX Pest Control. He got to eat cream cheese. Right. <laughs> they did a great thing. Thank you to USX Pest Control. You're doing some great things. We appreciate all the help. And all it takes is one call. LeVac and I know from experience they'll come to your home and I make sure everything's safe. I say go to the website, yeah. usxpest.com. Set up that free uh, inspection today. And, and like I know it sounds weird to talk like that, but it's, it is... It's one of those things when you when you talk about somebody, you know somebody, and you go, huh, no ants, no bugs, no nothing. USXPest.com. Yeah. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. I'm going to punch you right in the face. I I'm gonna, changed I'm gonna this like punch three you. times. I'm going to punch you in, in your baby maker. Look what? at what? Look at what? Oh, it's 2025. That's my fault. That's my fault. Oh, you put an end date on it, and, it, and you put a... Two years in the future? Yeah, that actually is my fault. All right. <laughs> I was very convinced this computer is giving me some grief. It's been an interesting tech week. Yeah, you've been you've been uh, you've been fighting the good fight, but still, if that, I think the next time I hear that song, I'm I'm committing violence on whoever's sitting in that seat. 2023 is the current year it is, so that's that's been changed. <laughs> I was, was there, so confident. There was, there was a debate in your head over that one. It was. It was, you were like, hmm, I think it might be 2020. I know it's an odd year. I know it's not 22 or 24. There are just certain things that happen in your life. Like, you feel very confident. Like, it can't be that mistake. Like, and football is a great example of this. You have so many things that are happening in a football game. But sometimes, what's the snap count? Like, I never would jump off sides. But when you're running through a bunch of things, you're like, they don't line up off sides, though. Like, there's the ball. Some easy. I'm going to share this story. Hopefully, he gets a kick out of this today. Uh, uh, I had a meeting with our market president. Hour oh, today. Area president, please. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. I'm going to leave you. that in. Uh, he's, he's not just the president of here. He's the president of the area. Thank you. Yes, right. That's an, an outdated radio term I just used there. So we were going over some documents involving certain things that I won't talk about. But he did it a certain way, and I did it a certain way. And his way was correct. I'll give him that. But when he kept sending me the document, it wasn't <laughs> popping up with his edits. So I'm like, what is going on? And him and I are just staring at computers, hitting buttons like, I just sent you this, guys. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. He's like, are you opening it the right way? I'm like, yeah, it's in an email. And then he grabbed my mouse and then just hit Microsoft Word, and it popped up. And he's like, it's right there. I really wish, like, I wish you guys just redid that scene from Zoolander where they're trying to get the files out of the computer. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. What is this, a school for ants? <laughs> And I go, wow, that was a really embarrassing moment for you and I. He goes, it wasn't really that embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked out. I'm like, you, how, how bad were you sweating at that point? I wasn't. I really? wasn't. It was a very for cool, you. calm conversation. You are a liar. No, it really was. Your pants are currently in flames. The one happened, you know what? This is a good therapy. Sometimes these four o'clock hour segments are good for me. There are things you do well and don't do well. What I'm talking about there is like, again, in sports, make sure you do the basics right. Sometimes we overlook those things. Whatever you do in your world, your life, Get those things done when you're focusing on 55 other things. One thing I know I've done my entire life, and it's because I'm so busy, and I know you have so many things on your plate, and everybody who says they're busy, they actually are busy. 
Well, one habit I've gotten into my entire life is that, like, I think a meeting's over and it's not. You know, like, <laughs> what? I, I think a conversation is over and it's not. This is what happens because you and I talk all the time. I know when you and I are done talking. We go to commercial. Yep. I know when that conversation's yeah. over. There's a solid out. There's That's a right. solid out. I know when I'm done talking to my wife because she might go in the other room. Or there might just be like a, a <laughs> Because they're quiet. swearing. They're right. swearing. So like timing up a conversation with your bosses or people you work with, that exit of the conversation, I will always exit first. Like let's say someone's having a conversation <laughs> with me. I'll just be like, all right, man, see ya. And I'll just walk and be like, I had like three other things to tell Goss, but he's clearly said like this conversation. So <laughs> not being rude. Trust me. I'm not. Be- no, my, you, my timing of that. Like you're when socially I first- awkward. No, 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 no. You're a little socially awkward. I'm definitely not. I'm you're definitely not. Awkward. You are. I'm it's definitely okay. not. It's endearing. It's not in a bad way. I would say I'm in a habit of ending a conversation before people want to end it. But guess what? I've accepted that. I realized that. And it's a fault of mine. And here I am confessing it to you. I mean, I'm very good with some would say tone deaf. I would say socially awkward, socially awkward and tone deaf are not words I would use to describe myself. I would not. I would say really maybe bad at readings. Tone deaf might be might be a a bit extreme. Socially, you are you not all not like not like to a huge detriment, but you're yeah, you're pretty awkward. I think awkward maybe is a better in settings. I would say that my large frame Seems like it doesn't fit. There, when, when you are comfortable, yes, you, you can run better. a room. That's better. When you are uncomfortable, you're socially awkward. Yeah, I think that's a better way to phrase that. You're usually uncomfortable, though. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd but you have no, like, you have no problem, like, like you're legitimately Tommy Boy trying to sell brake pads. Like you, it, it's all friendly. It's all in good fun. You know what you're talking about. It's just sometimes. It, the car gets up. Here's my cell, and I pet it and love it. You know that scene in Tommy Boy where he's doing the seatbelt, and David Spade says he's a big dumb animal, folks. That has been said to me. I say I it can't, like I can't, once a week. I, I can't tell you how many people have said that exact quote to me. <laughs> so that is my life I'm dealing with today. Hopefully, I made somebody feel better before we got into the play of the day here. It makes it makes me feel better. Uh, play of the day is brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. Uh, find new roads uh, is is now together. Let's drive. I love it. I love. I'm, I'm together. We're driving. Let's drive. Um, of course, they will always go out of their way to please you as well. Uh, give me your play of the day. I, I actually ended up it, while we were doing this. I I remembered. I actually like three different things this evening. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I Nothing know. big. All just fun. Just keeping an eye on stuff. Earlier in the day, you were very nervous, awkward, dare I say, about uh, going into this segment because he didn't like anything. Here's my play here. I'm going to the NBA. Pelicans, Timberwolves tonight. Over 216 and a half. I have a theory when it comes to games like this. When you are wagering on the NBA, I call it the do, do they care factor. Do they care? Like, if you have a team filled the with veterans. To. Yeah, the want to. You might get a Friday or a Saturday game that veterans care far more about or a home game where you know the crowd's going to be into it and teams with veterans will play a lot better. But in the middle of the week on a Wednesday in November, you got to find these young teams who actually care about these games. Timberwolves, Pelicans, a great example. Pelicans, okay so far, but Zion's actually healthy. Anthony Edwards and Timberwolves, a younger roster. So if I get a lot of young players caring about a game in the middle of the week, I would expect it for an over game. Maybe they're trying to one-up each other here. So over 
Pelicans Timberwolves tonight in Minnesota. I like that. Um, I like the Knicks tonight against the uh, Frenchie Fuqua. Um, I, I think, and, and I noticed there's no there's no championship cup next to it, so this is not a tournament game. No. This is just a regular season NBA game. But they're ten and a half point favorites. That feels big to me. They open as nine and a half. It's been bet up, I, and I figured with everybody loving Wemby as much as they do, the the Knicks would be dogs in this. Ten and a half tells me you want me to take the Spurs. I think Wemby retreats tonight. I think I think the the Knicks get it done, and then um, <laughs> you might have a problem if you wager on Bowling Green and Toledo on a Wednesday night in, in football. Um, I listen, Bowling Green. Ten and a half point favorite on the road at Kent State. I just think Kent State's bad. Bowling, Bowling Green needs this win. They get this one tonight. They're bowl eligible. Um, and then as far as Toledo goes, Toledo's really, really good this year. Toledo's a team that I've liked for a long time because um, when I used to play NCAA football, you can't play with Michigan. It's too easy. So I would go find a team that looked a little bit similar with the blue and the and the yellow, not the maize and blue. And I would play Toledo, so I become familiar with Toledo. Toledo's eight and one on the season. Open as a seventeen and a half point favorite, uh, hosting Eastern Michigan. It's up to nineteen and a half points. I think you're still good. I think this is a three touchdown, maybe four or five touchdown game. So I've got uh, Bowling Green, Toledo, and the Knicks tonight. A lot of heavy favorites. I'm, I'm very chalky. Maction, maction stuff. I want to give some love to our guy Matthew Collar. Former Western New Yorker has been on the show before. We talked about Justin Jefferson a little bit earlier. He covers the Vikings out there. Matthew Collard does a great job. I didn't think this would make the show, but you decided to talk Maction. So let's give some credit where credit's due to these things Matthew Collar noticed yesterday in Maction. Collar wrote on X, Maction is really on one tonight. Neck rolls, fumbles, missed field goals, <laughs> muffed punts, a defensive end karate kicking the quarterback, the usual stuff on a Tuesday. That's right. That was Maction yesterday. He also wanted to point out that there was a player in a Maction game, an offensive lineman, Number 69, named Parker Titsworth for Ohio. Hashtag blessed. How that tweet ended. Parker Titsworth, 69, offensive lineman, Ohio Bobcats. Maction, baby. What what school is that? The Ohio Bobcats. Can I get that jersey? Can I has it? I want like I have never like wanted a jersey. Worse than that one. <laughs> who was the dude? Who was the, the the NBA player who had the name that was? That, oh my gosh! I'm blanking was on it. Young Young Ho or something like yes, that. Yes, that was yeah. it. Nice, Levac. Yeah. So if I get a Young Ho jersey, a Titsworth jersey, especially with the 69, um, my life will officially be complete. Like I, <laughs> I will wear them everywhere. I will wear like just make sure they're fat guy friendly, um, and I will wear them. As a matter of fact, I uh, I'm going to be starting back at the gym. Uh, tomorrow. Whoa, okay. Well, I have to now. I have to. You want this story real quick? Yes, we got some time here. Um, the deal's not official yet, so I'll, I'll I won't say the name of the gym, ABC. Um, but they're going to be we're we're entering into a deal between the Albany Firebirds and a local gym. Whoa, okay. Um, so as part of the just cleaning up the negotiation. Um, some shots were fired across my bow of um, an, a friend, air quote friend, in who's in that, one of the owners of the team, who said maybe this will finally get LeVac to go back to the gym. Oh, shot fired. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so now I'm like, all right, 
that's look at you're the boss. So guess what? I'm going to the gym. I'll be there in the morning. So uh, I just remember too. I got to be on picks tomorrow morning. So it's gonna be maybe it's gonna be pretty early. Pretty early gym could actually be the afternoon. Could be an afternoon gym because that's the picks thing that you're not going to be at. No, um, I'm very busy. Also not the gym. Um, yeah. So I but I'm 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 in now. I'm in. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, and I'm too stressed out. You know, you when you're stressed out, you got to start working out. Got to do it when you're big fatty and you're stressed out. Got to work out. Got to get that. Got to get that out. Got to get healthy. Get the heart strong. So that's what's going on with me with that. I, I don't know why I it's, felt the need to tell you. No, am that, I a, somebody is this sodium pentothal? Am I am I drinking truth serum? I like this how we've talked about this today. I hope everyone else is because we are holding ourselves accountable. When we say things out loud to you listening right now, you can shame us on social media. Please like, don't. If Levac doesn't go to the gym tomorrow, you can say Levac. You said yesterday on the show you're going to the gym. You didn't go, and then he then he feels bad about it. Like me, if for instance we're in a public setting and like guys, you said you're going to improve your tech stuff here and work. See, then I'll feel shame. Shaming is a good thing to help out. So uh, it's it's it used to be how you keep everything in check in the world, like social yeah. mores and stuff. Um, yeah. Now I feel uh, I don't. I wish I had never told anybody. Actually, now that we're that you've uh, opened me up for public shaming, it's at the Jeff Levac on Twitter. Wow. Okay. So you're just gonna go ahead and give him the way in too. Uh, that's that's great. A real good friend. Uh, you have uh, turned. I'm holding out you to, accountable. Is what uh, I'm doing. Who's holding you accountable? When's the last time you went to the gym? I huh? thought about like a couple days ago. Huh? I thought about exercising. You thought about it. Yeah, you thought about it. Then I got busy again. Did I mention um, how busy I was? Yeah, no, you might you might have brought it up a couple, two, three times. You like, could have. By JJ Watt now. Yeah, you, yeah, you, no, you're like the anti Watt. Like JJ Watt posts from the gym. Guys posts about the gym, but never never That's at right. the gym. When's the last time you had a gym membership? A membership to yeah. a place that wasn't. Radio station uh, paid for. Oh, that's not. I mean, please, that's not. <laughs> come on, don't don't do that to me. Don't don't shame me. Okay, I've I've signed up with this career for a lot of perks. Okay, not a lot of them are money based, but perks would be one of those things. A very, uh, I would say, probably when I produced. So probably 2017. So before, right before you moved out here, or uh, were, were probably you were... 2018. Actually, probably for my wedding. I don't know if that was an endorsed. Uh, I thought you just starved yourself and did cocaine for your wedding. I did not do cocaine, but I did starve myself. You did. You were. He, it was like guys can take a lot of stuff. He was so hangry during that period of time, you could get him to yell at people for nothing. Like you could just get him like, "Wow, that guy looked at you funny. What are you looking at?" <laughs> and then he'd pass out because that would yeah. burn what little calories he had left. So you know great. what? That answer alone tells me why I should not go back to the gym. I'm doing. You it for should go th- to the gym. We'll go together. It'll be fun. We'll be friends. We'll work out at the gym together. One programming note, by the way, if you missed it at the top of the hour here. Don't forget, following us here, it is the debut, the season debut of the Adrian Autry Coaches Show. Syracuse takes on Canisius right here on WOFX. Pre-game gets underway at 6. Tip-off is set for 7. And because of programming and the Coaches Show filming yesterday and some things going on on our sister station, WGY, the Republican National Debates tonight, we get Syracuse basketball. So following us in just a few minutes here, is the debut of the Adrian Autry Coaches Show. I'll say this, by the way, and I don't want to, oh gosh, I don't want to do this, but this has been one of these segments. You're going to notice in the front of the show, uh, we're going to join a little bit in progress. Matt Park and Coach Autry. So, not want to shame any producers, but you're going to join that show about 90 seconds in. And I do want to warn everybody, it's uh, you don't have to adjust your radio um, when you hear defense that was schemed in in this decade. Uh, being played by Syracuse, that's just new coaching. That's not that's not an issue with your with the broadcast. 
Uh, Tim Leonard hosted the Dino Babers show last week. I wonder if someone, their producer, got it and said, look, the first 90 seconds is going to be about zone defense. Just chop that out. Beheim cult. Chop the whole thing out. That's what's going to happen. Yes, it was like watching aliens, watching a man defense for Syracuse. <laughs> and whoever was the writer, I don't think it's Donna DeToto, but somebody botched the headline immediately following the debut against New Hampshire. Like, You'll never believe it, Syracuse fans. The Orange played, man, your reaction. No, no, no. No, it's like, no, you're supposed to write zone. No, you you switched it. We saw it. All right, you butchered it. Okay. They don't they don't play man. They used to play zone, and now you butchered the headline, but you, okay. It's okay. I think he's got to break out zone once in a while, just just to, just to scare people. Just like, what the hell's going on here? Only when Bayheim's in attendance. No. Like, no, 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 boss. Never. It's zone. I told you. Just close your eyes. Take a little nap. We're going back to man. Bayheim walks, like, walks back over to the sideline, puts people in zone. Players don't even know what it is. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Um, I want to tell you about our good friends. They're celebrating their grand opening tomorrow, which is – which is um, um, it's always interesting with the grand opening because our friends at Elevation 10,000 – have had multiple locations. They continue to grow. They continue to build. They continue to elevate their own brand. Um, but now they are finally uh, going to invite some of the local community around, and they're going to talk about what they're doing. And it's uh, I can't wait. I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna we're gonna speed out of here tomorrow and go to it. But the elevation ten thousand effect is 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 it's impressive. Like I was talking to Jake from the Salesforce, who's he's got the he hit budget. So he got so he gets a nice uh, iHeart Media polo. Oh, is that what those words? Yeah, the hey. red the red polo and the khaki pants. I was like, oh, look, it's Jake from State Farm, and um, <laughs> and then I saw the polo and I was like, oh, it looks nice. He goes, yeah, Elevation did it. I'm like, oh, of course they did. I was like, Elevation did this, and then he goes, oh, Gaz is wearing a Levant Gaz. Elevation did that. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this the message is getting out. It's spreading. People are seeing the great work that Elevation Ten Thousand does: web design, advertising, apparel, signs, whatever you need. Now that this has become the confession segment today, I want Dave or Josh or Christian or whoever's listening right now. I was so excited about Elevation 10,000's opening that you and I get to be a part of that I thought it was tonight. It's I tomorrow. Did too. I fell for that too. I, dressed, I wore dress pants for you guys. I wore some gear for you guys. I wore my nice sneakers. That's how excited I was. I will not wear this tomorrow. All right. So you had the opportunity to see what dressed up version of me is. But Elevation 10,000 is going to help you, whether it's digital marketing. Did you get food on it? Is that why you're not going to wear it again tomorrow? I don't see food on it, Rachel. <laughs> I don't have food on this. My name's not Rachel. <laughs> Elevation 10,000 is going to help your business again. Whether you're trying to connect with a new audience or an audience you don't even know about, they'll figure out the messages for your business and help with social media, connecting with those businesses, getting your name and your brand out there to make some money for yourself in the future. And if you're trying to promote an event, a sports team, maybe a non-traditional media site, whatever it is, Elevation 10,000 has the experts for you. They want to work with you. And we know from experience, Levesque, they've worked with us, and we can't not wait to continue this partnership into the future. Absolutely. Go to Elevation10k.com. Check it all out for yourself today uh tomorrow is thursday so we'll be prepping you for thursday night football a whole lot more uh make sure you have a great night i'm, I'm over flock you flock you uh buca de beppo uh over on uh on wolf road we'll be over there having a blast uh i'm going to introduce you to a very special guest today Ooh, i saw that tease on yeah. social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm excited about it so everybody have a great night hope to see you all there it is levac and Goss, fox force radio 95 9 980 wash your hands don't touch your face